one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Breaking Five. Today, I am speaking with Shelby Fruity. Shelby is a physical therapist and run coach who currently resides in Idaho. She is a new grad physical therapist just coming around on her first year of being a physical therapist. And she recently started doing online run coaching and has built her online run coaching business to a point where she is, well, she surpassed what she needs for her monthly payment and her student loan payment. But she is currently, well, in this episode, we say seven clients, but since the episode has been recorded. She is now working with eight online run coaching clients that she has started working with just over the last four months. No social media really presence before that. I wasn't doing anything in business before that. So excited for all the clinicians out here to hear from her. But also if you are a runner, this will also have some tips in there for you and you'll get to hear Shelby's running background. She has a pretty impressive running background as well. So Without further ado, just felt like saying that, let's dive into today's episode. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Today, I am here with Shelby Fruity, which luckily we went over how to say it beforehand and I had it right anyways. But Shelby is, an I'll consider her still a new grad physical therapist and online run coach. And she's just started run coaching like four months ago, and she is already paying off her student loans with what she is making from her run coaching. Other than that, she's just doing an awesome job working with her clients online, getting them results. And I just want to bring her in today to talk about that, but also talk about her own journey. Um, Shelby and I, um, well, well, we'll talk about how we met too. We met in the middle of a race. <laughs> That's actually a good story, but she has a competitive background in running as well and always knew she wanted to do something to work with runners. And this has been a way for her to start even early on in her career. So Shelby, thank you for coming on today. Excited to chat with you. Yeah. Thank you. This will be fun. All right. Should we, I mean, this wasn't my plan, but I like to just kind of wing it sometimes. Should we share how we met like officially met? Yes, because that's how I meet a lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you share. So how did you meet me? (laughs) Okay. So I was what I must've been a first year or second year. No, I think I was in third year PT. Third year, you're about to graduate. I think I was in third year of physical therapy school um, in good old Grand Forks, North Dakota. (laughs) And I was running the Wild Hog half marathon. And I have a bad habit of when I run half marathons (laughs) or any races, I just like chat to all the runners that want to chat with me. And not very many people want to chat with me. And so I come across Kristen, who I did not know at the time. And I just started chatting with her, found out she was, she was also a PT. And then she looks over at me and says, 
hey, I'm trying to run fast or I don't know what you said. It was like, like two miles in. It was a two miles. So I was doing a 10K. Shelby's doing a half marathon. We're going the same pace. Granted, I did, like my coach wanted me to start out like slower. We were like 6.50 pace. I do remember that. We went out like 6.35, I think, first mile. Don't ask why my brain remembers this, but I'm a runner. <laughs> but, and then we get to mile two and I was just like, okay, I was like actually trying to like do well. And I was like, had to be like, okay, hey, let's connect later. Like, this has been great, but I, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> like, let's go. But yeah, that's how we met. And then yeah, we, we hung out a couple times after that. But anyway, there's a story of us meeting, but give our listeners a little bit of a background on your running journey. Why did you start running? When did you start running originally? Sure. So I originally started running the summer going into high school. So after eighth grade or until eighth grade, I guess I played pretty much every sport and I was big into volleyball, but I kind of just got tired of it. And so I was looking for another sport I could do in the fall because I just am that kind of person. I just could not do a sport. And I had a lot of friends that did cross country. And so they invited me to go to their like summer running things. And honestly, the first year of doing that, I like hated running. It was so hard, but, but, uh, my friends are awesome. And so they're kind of the one, and my coaches, they're kind of the ones who just kept motivating me to keep going. And I probably really didn't even start liking running until like my junior or senior year of high school. I was like how I met you, Kristen. I was the one in the cross country races being like, Talking hi, what grade are you in? <laughs> Where do you go to school? You were just out there for social hour. Really. Yeah, I was just hanging out. It was great. And then my junior senior year, I started getting more serious about it and, and found success with it. And so I ended up going off to college to run cross country and track. I went to a division two school in the Black Hills of South Dakota. I ran all four years there, cross country and track. I think two of the years, um, I actually had stress fractures. And so that's kind of how this molded into me wanting to help other runners is I always knew early on in my collegiate career that I wanted to be a physical therapist. And I thought it would be cool to be able to help other runners because when I was in college, after I was injured, I saw a PT who really helped me. So that's kind of where that all stemmed from. Yeah. I don't, I, you, I'm sure you told me, but I don't know if I remember that you had some stress fractures. Where do you have them at? So my first one was in my tibia, my left shin bone. Um, and then my second one was in my fifth metatarsal also on the left side. It seems to me my left side is my troubled side. Injured so. side. Yeah. We all have <laughs> yeah. that, that, the one side that's always likes to get injured. Yeah, exactly. What did you, um, cause you know, I have runners that listen to this too, but what did you learn through that process of having those injuries? Did it change your outlook on running or? Yeah. I mean the first one, my, my shin stress fracture is a pretty bad one and it put me out for quite a while. And I think it really like looking back on it now is obviously different than being in it, but looking back on it now, it really just showed me that at that time, anyways, there wasn't a ton of support, I felt like, for for people, especially collegiate athletes going through injuries. You really feel alone and isolated and, and clueless as to like what you should be doing. Even though I had yeah. great trainers and coaches and everything, you just felt helpless, really, because you couldn't run. And that's what you're supposed to do, right? Right, right, right. And then... My second one, I I felt more like I had it under control because at that time I was farther in my schooling. I had done a lot of research as to like 
what we can do to prevent injuries. We got a really awesome strength and conditioning coach that was just for us cross country runners. And I think that made a huge difference just coming back from that injury. I, for my second one, I felt a lot stronger and more confident, really. I I think that was the biggest thing coming back after my first injury is I just lacked a lot of confidence and I was really scared it was going to happen again. Yeah. Yeah. And no, it did. And it, it did, did happen again. It did, but yeah. I felt a lot more prepared for it or for what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So the worst case, Hey, it did happen. And you're, you're running today. It's all good. <laughs> right. Right. You get through it. Is there any like lessons you learned that you could share with any like runner listening that might be like going through an injury? I think what really helped me is coming up with like a plan. So sitting down with someone, whether that's your coach or your physical therapist or whoever, um, to come up with, with a plan to like how we're going to get you back. And, and that includes rest, right? But then figure out a cross training schedule that you feel good about that allows your body to heal itself, but you're still feeling like you're doing something and laying it out. And, and you don't have to stay completely to that plan because we know with injuries, they can be unpredictable. But I think for me, and especially a lot of runners tend to be the type A personality where they're very like, I have to do this, this, and this. Right, right. And so if we can lay that out, um, I know for me, that just made me feel a lot better. Like I was being active in my recovery versus just kind of sitting on the couch and eating ice cream. Right. Though that's right. good too sometimes. Yeah. It's like <laughs> okay. finding that balance. Shoot. Like everything's just finding that balance. Like, I know I've seen that through my injury. It's like that balance between like having this structure still in my life and Hey, like I need to make sure I'm doing everything like, yeah, right. But that's not necessarily healthy thinking either, but also taking some time to just be like, Hey, Kristen, just take this time, like as a reset and to rest, like, right. And, and I think, <laughs> I think too, like, if you're feeling really like anxious about it or, or down about it, like you don't feel like cross training that day or whatever, because you just want to run, then yeah, go sit on your couch and watch a movie or call some, you know, you don't have right. your, this is your rest time. So right. let your body rest. Right. Yeah. It's, no, exactly. I like that. So a couple of things more on the running and then we'll get into like, you know, your business and everything now. Is there any specific type of runner? Like, are there certain runners you li- really like to work with as far as what they're training for or beginner, more advanced stuff like that? Yeah. So I seem to really enjoy helping people with the marathon and the half marathon. And if I had to choose between those two, I would probably choose the half just because I have more experience there. And I've kind of dabbled all around. I I do like a little more of the advanced runner where they're doing more running, but I have (laughs) helped people that are walk runners, you know, achieve those goals. I think my favorite thing about it is just getting people to see their progress, right? When they get on a running plan and then they be, then they're like, wow, I can run three miles and it doesn't seem like anything like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing that, getting to see the progress regardless with any runner you're, you're working with. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yeah. yeah, it's like your progress. It feels like it with a coach. It's like, yeah, it's just as exciting, if not more. <laughs> For sure. So obviously you can see with her background, like why you'd want to work with runners as a PT, as a run coach, I guess just going to your personal story, just a little bit more. What are you currently training for yourself? 
So I just got done with a half marathon over a Memorial Day weekend. So it was about two weeks ago. And then the next thing on the schedule on September 12th, I have a full marathon um, back in the Black Hills of South Dakota. So starting to ramp up some mileage for that. I'm excited and terrified all at the same time, but it'll be fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's exciting. How, wait, how many marathons have you done? This will be my first. Full. That's what I thought. Okay. I was like, this is your first. Okay. All right. Yeah. That'll be exciting. Yeah. Um, so obviously you can see from Shelby's like background, like why she has a passion to work with runners. And I think that's most runners, either you ran in the past or in some, not necessarily, you've had some, some way that running's changed your life, right? <laughs> Whether it's later in life, earlier in life. And for you, you know, running college and then also having your share of injuries yourself, definitely leading into how you as a PT, but also as a run coach can help runners. So you started working as a physical therapist. Was it like last May maybe, or June? It was last June. I'm just coming up on my year. I want to say it's like June 23rd. Okay. Yeah. It was my first day. So yeah. 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 You're really just coming up on the year. So yeah, like still a new grad, really. Yeah. What made you want to start helping runners online in addition to your job that you currently have? So I'm really lucky the job that I currently have, they've kind of opened the doors to me to do what I want to do. And so I've been able to take some continuing ed courses and start seeing more runners in the clinic, which is really cool. But for the first few months of my job, I was just trying to get my feet under me. And I was seeing a lot of great patients, a lot of orthopedic patients after surgeries and things. And I really just missed the running community, especially when you've been in it for as long as I have. I just missed that and was just kind of searching for a way that I could be involved again as physical therapists that work in the clinic. You know that our hours don't really allow us to like be an in-person coach all the time and things like that. And And that's what I was looking at at first is like, could I try to volunteer for the high school or blah, blah, blah. But, but with my schedule, that just doesn't work. Yeah. And so, I mean, I've known you Kristen now for a few years and saw what you were doing and I'm like, well, that could be a really cool way to be able to help other runners and be involved in the community of running without having to like quit being a PT at my job, you know? (laughs) Right, right. So yeah, so it's kind of like a passion, like be part of the running community still, right? Is Was there originally any long-term goals where you're like, I want to make this my full-time thing, you know, I want to one day have my own clinic, all that kind of stuff? Or originally was it all the passion? I think originally it was all a passion. I think in the back of my mind, I really just wanted to make some extra money to help pay for the student loans. And yeah, and I just was kind of like, well, let's just go for it and see what happens. I'm very much like a person where I'm just like, "Eh, let's just try it and see, (laughs) see what happens. I don't know why not. And then as I got more into it, I really start like I've really been thinking about, you know, maybe I could start my own clinic. Or maybe I could just work with runners. But that's really been probably in the last what two months that I've really started to seriously consider that yeah and I think I mean it's just taken that time for me to really see that it is an option yeah I was gonna say do you think before it was more so like oh like that just that would be way in the future or like that's not possible or did not cross your mind well it used to be like I don't want to do that that's too much pressure that's like scary me all by myself yeah. And it was like, a, I wouldn't even let me think about that. 
right? Yeah, yeah. Like if it yeah. ever came into my mind, I just push it out. Like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. And then like being in the community that you have, Kristen, it's, it's really kind of opened my eyes. Like, no, that is a possibility. And people are doing that even. And I think for me too, like being a new grad, it's easy to be like, no, you're a new grad. Like you can't do that. Yeah. Right. Like you don't yeah, have yeah. the experience. You can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a common, you know, and everyone can have their own opinions and beliefs, but I think for as a new grad, most times like that's what it is like hey no like that's like five years from now like that's not now but then honestly my opinion like on that whole subject is like you go five years and not you have a good job like it sounds like you're in a good setting and everything but you go five years let's say a lot of people I know of they're in settings that they don't enjoy like that just actually makes you go way backwards further than forwards right like and then it's going to be way harder to change like your mindset and all that kind of stuff whereas for sure my own opinion what I've seen work for other people is like you don't even get into that mindset or not as ideal work environments and go towards your own thing right away then it's actually a lot easier because I don't know there's muck to work through once you have worked somewhere that isn't as ideal for you granted that's not really your case necessarily like you have a good job and everything but I think yeah yeah I have a ton of classmates who are her in not ideal situations I feel really really lucky and blessed that I'm in the place I am yeah. And that's only going to help you honestly yeah. grow your yeah. online. Cause if you have, you feel good at work and then you're coming home and like, it's a lot to build a, you know, a business, but it's going to feel better than you're going at work and you're emotionally drained from a environment you don't love. And then you're trying to build sure. it through and make it a lot harder. So. Right. Exactly. But so it, it's kind of more in your, I mean, and you can share as much as you want, but what is your vision now or what you think it can be granted? It can always change. <laughs> Yeah, I'm still kind of pondering. I think I really would like to do whether that's like a cash-based clinic, you know, in in the town I'm in or or like a concierge service that you do um, in addition to the run coaching. I think at this point I still like physical therapy enough that I don't want to just go do run coaching. But I do know too, like the runners that I see in the clinic for PT that just like fills me up. Like it doesn't feel like work to me. It's so fun and rewarding. So I know that that's definitely something I want to do in the future. Yeah. As for when that is, I don't know. Yeah. You're going (laughs) to just go with it. Like you said earlier, go with it. We can all, well, we'll get into it more. We can all learn a lesson from, from Shelly. Just go with it. Go, you know, whatever, whatever feels good. Kind of ties into our conversation we were having before we started this show. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just go with your gut. So let's share a little bit of what it was like for you to start online run coaching and figuring out all that entailed to like get clients and all that. How was that experience for you? Like describe like the first month, I guess, of like learning what to do to have your own business. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I was like the person on Facebook and Instagram that would maybe post a picture like once every six weeks. Yeah. 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 Maybe (laughs) six months. (laughs) Yeah. And it was always just like, it's my mom's birthday, blah, blah. It is my mom's birthday today. So Mm. happy birthday, mom. If you listen to this. Happy birthday. Is it Miss Fruit? No, that would not be Miss. uh, What's your, I just asked you your maiden name. Stoltz. 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 Happy birthday. Shout out. Um, My podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, anyway. So getting into it was hard. Like I would have to just force myself to make a post and I would sit there for like, way too long pondering (laughs) well what picture do I post like what do I even say are people even gonna (laughs) like this like 
do I just sound dumb? And then I've never had, as you can tell how I've met Kristen, I've never really had a problem like sparking conversation with someone that's like (laughs) not a big deal to me. Yeah. But that's always in person. So it was different for me to be like messaging people. Yeah. And then you kind of just have to get over it. I mean, it's never really bothered me if people don't answer me back either. That's just my personality. (laughs) Yeah, this is lesson everyone can learn from Shelby. I've always been inspired by her. We'll go on that in a second, but. But yeah, like some people don't message you back or some people do message you back. And then you have to be like, wow, like, what do I say back to that? So it's been different. I'm, I'm not used to being behind a screen. Like I do very well face-to-face with people. And I think that is why I like my physical therapy job so much because I am yeah. face-to-face with people. Yeah. So I think that's honestly the hardest part It is being behind a screen and trying to portray myself, my personality through social media. That's hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think those are all really good points. There's a lot of things we could go on off of that. What do you think, I guess, just going to like the whole, yeah, portraying yourself behind a screen. What have you learned from that as far as how have you found to portray yourself behind a screen per se? I think over the last few months, I've really just quit overthinking every post. Yeah. Like if I want to portray myself and who I am, I should literally just type what I would say, right? Right. Yes. Versus making it, it's like, yeah, duh, Shelby. But no, seriously, (laughs) I used to just sit and ponder like, now, how should I say that? (laughs) And I'm like, well, how would you say it to the person standing across the room from you? Yeah, no, I love that. You know, and so I think that's helped me. And I used to really sit and be like, what should I post? Yeah. And now if I have a random thought, like when I'm eating lunch one day, I just like write it down and be like, oh, I talked about that. Like, why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. Like, I think there's just so many good points here. You guys could all learn, especially anyone new to the game. Cause honestly, this is something that takes, can take people like years to get over sometimes. Or like, even I fall back in this trap. Like, you know, like I like end of last year, I just like started, like I'll go through phases where I'm like questioning everything and I don't want to put myself out there. And like, you know, anyways, like it still happens. I've been online for a while, but you know, I think she just made so many good points in the sense of like, whatever's on your mind, like you can share. And also like usually the best posts are the posts that are like they are easiest to write off you're not overthinking them like right I know I found for myself it's just like when I'm not holding back I just write like they're done quickly it's not like this thing you have to think over forever which is totally what I used to do and like also make typos who cares we don't have time to make this perfect guys right Um, also speaking to myself here because that's all things I've done in the past I think you can see like from Shelly's personality like what has made her so successful quickly and also if you're not someone that like it's quick for you that's cool like everyone has their own strengths but it's just I think overall her ability not to really care what other people think and just do it you know and I think that's a big part of why she has had success pretty quickly and had seven clients and like what I think was quicker than the first three months you were coaching. It it was pretty quick anyways. And I guess I kind of want to back up a little bit for anyone that might be listening. And I know we have runners listening. So if this stuff, Hey, this could be important if you ever want to start a business or anything really, but if not, Hey, this is more for like anyone starting a business, but like the type of, you know, marketing and whatnot we're talking about is more organic here. There's a lot of different ways you can find clients and stuff the way 
and you can go about it, whatever. But the way Shelby has done it is mainly organic, which has been, you know, posting on social media, um, reaching out to people who are liking, commenting on her posts. Um, also, I don't know, just because you brought this up, I just figured I'd make a point. Like, I feel like sometimes people, you know, like messaging people for in general has a bad rap for per se, but just for anyone building a business, like we're not talking cold outreach. Like that would be like, hey, I'm Shelby. I'm a run up. And also- you can do this if you want, like totally go for it. Like this is an option. And I think to a degree people have before, but it's just like, Hey, I'm a running coach. You want to be a client of mine? <laughs> like, you know, like it's not necessarily like that. It's just like, it's saying hello to people who are following you and making a connection. Cause that just like in the social media world, like she's talking about, it is just like behind screens. So like the more direct we can be with people, the better, just like in person, you'd rather talk to them directly than just hope they happen to see you. But just a, a rewind for anyone listening that, you know, deciding what route they might want to take with their social media. I mean, there's so many ways you can go. We're not going to talk about that in this podcast, but you I mean, you can go email marketing ads. Like you can do a combination of all this stuff. But the main thing that Shelby has used is literally just her Facebook profile and her Instagram profile. And then she's also started a Facebook group. Hey, I just want to say thank you so much, first of all, for listening to today's episode and just want to come in here really quick to chat with you guys all. We'll see if it's really quick, but just want to talk to you all about Beyond Rehab for Running Clinicians. This is going to be for any of my clinicians listening to this episode. Beyond Rehab for Running Clinicians Team 4 is officially open and I wanted to make sure to let you guys all know. So if you are a clinician who works with runners or want to work with runners, this is going to be for you. So this is for all the physical therapists, the dietitians, personal trainers that follow me. If this is you and you work with runners or want to work with runners, you'll want to listen to this. So this is for anyone looking to learn how to write running programs and also for anyone looking to start their online business working with runners and you need to know where to go to get started and how to get those first clients because we all know you can know how to start it but if you don't get clients not really worth anything if we're not helping anything but this is going to give you everything you need to know to get started with the programming the actual programming putting it out online how do we do that as well as knowing how to write programs if that's something you need to know you need to know the physiology behind it and how to actually put it all together that it makes sense for programming you know anywhere from a 5k all the way up to a marathon. And then we're going to go over the marketing and sales you need to get your first clients. Now, if you're listening to some of these episodes, you are going to hear that a couple of these clients in these episodes are getting up to eight clients after the end of four months of working with here. So to give you perspective on what can be done in four months, you're sitting there right now, both those clients had n- no clients at the beginning of this. They weren't helping anyone and now have eight clients. So just to give you an idea of what is possible, I hope you're enjoying these episodes that are kind of giving you an idea of what's possible. But if you are interested in having a spot in team four, please reach out to me at Kristen underscore run your life. I am at Instagram or Kristen Schultz, my personal Facebook page. Those are the best places to reach me. If for whatever reason you don't have either. No, if you're listening to this, I'm going to assume you have one of those. So reach out to me there to apply and see if it is appropriate for you. We would love to have you. Um, now, if I'm getting questions on when does this end, it's an ongoing enrollment as of right now, there will be a deadline as it fills up and I will let you know what that is. If you are ready to go and get started, don't hold back, reach out. Let me know if you're interested. All right, we'll get back to today's show. And I guess I should say really quick, I know this is probably a more of a clinician episode if you're listening to this, but if you are a runner or you're a clinician that already works for runners, I do have both spots open for my run coaching, my personal run coaching, not just coaching other clinicians right now. So if you're a runner wanting to reach some goals, that is still open. And if you are a clinician who already works with runner and is needing some ongoing coaching on how to find more clients, I also have opportunities for you. Didn't want to leave you guys out because that tends to be everyone that listens to this podcast. 
But with that said, let's get back to the show. Enjoy the rest of today's episode. But okay, so we went over you like kind of having to get over like putting yourself out there and saying what you would say if someone was across the room for you, which I think is awesome. I think a lot of people get held up by that. And then also just caring what other people think. What, you know, you mentioned you like to be in person. What aspects of this still make you want to do some online, you know, versus all in person, right? Like why is it still advantageous, I guess, to you if you like to be in person? I think the online aspect of it is really cool. One, I mean, you get to reach people all over the country, all over the world, really, depending on who you're talking to. And two, just the ability, like, I can do it on a Tuesday evening, yeah. you know, yeah. j- just the freedom of it, or like a Sunday afternoon, and I can do it from sitting in my living room in my pajamas if I want, right? Yeah. So I think that aspect of it is reaching more people, but also having the freedom to do it around my work schedule. Yeah. 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 So it's not like you have to be any one place at one time. You can do it from wherever. I think it's always like a trade-off. Like you're saying, like, I still like to be in person, but this gives me the you know freedom. I can do it whenever. Yeah. I think for anyone listening, trying to decide what you want, what combination, I mean, that all just comes down to kind of your priorities and values and like, I'll share for me personally, like I get a lot of people are like, you're just, you're great in person. Like, don't you want to do stuff in person? And it is something I've come back to, you know, like I know that I know I'm very personable, one of my good qualities. So like the fact that I'm all online sometimes is like, Hey, is that best? But it comes down to the lifestyle I want to lead, you know, as of right now, if I decide to change that, I mean, 31, I can definitely change that. (laughs) But right now it's like, I want the freedom to go wherever. And I know that's a value and I have to own that. So I want to be all online then, you know, it doesn't make sense to build some in person if that's ultimately not what I want. Totally. Yeah. Just thinking out loud for there for people, because I know most people I've worked with want some combination. And then I've had some people are like, I want to be online. And then they realize they're like, actually, I really want some in person. I miss being in person. Cool. Like, but just always know you can change. Like, there's no one answer, but just make a decision and go. So for sure. So, so yeah. So you are currently paying down your student loans with your, what you're making. Correct. Correct. Yep. Did you expect that to happen as quickly as it did? Or maybe you did. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I didn't really, honestly, I did not know what to expect. (laughs) I feel like I always was, I'm a very uh, competitive, like driven by things like that person. And so I'd always be like, Kristen, is this good enough? (laughs) This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I still kind of like that. So uh, no, I don't know what I expected, but it's pretty cool. Like that was my main goal. That's what I wanted to do. Take some financial stress off of my husband and I. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for you, and you tell me if I'm ever going too much, if I shouldn't be sharing whatever, but once she did get to this goal too, she was kind of like, I think you kind of hit a point where you were kind of unmotivated in your business for a second. Right. Or just kind of a little. Yeah. Kind of lost feeling honestly. Cause I was like, cool. So now what (laughs) (laughs) I get, I guess I want to like keep it going, but, and we've talked about that too, Kristen, where, where you're like, well, what's your next goal? I was like, I don't know. What should it be? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it was good because like, I think that happens to people wherever you're at in business, honestly, it's just like, okay, you hit a goal and now it's like, oh, like sometimes like I even think for myself, like I hit this goal that I could live wherever then I hit it. And then I kind of lost myself 
for a bit like and I mm-hmm. like because I didn't have the next goal this is a whole nother story I feel like I could do a podcast episode on this because I just came to this huge realization my life I've been stuck on for like a year but like for you it's like okay you hit this goal but I don't think you necessarily realize like that's why maybe you're losing a little bit of that motivation in your business so then you know we're just like okay what's the next goal or if there's not that's cool too if the goal is just to maintain that this is cool too like I want it to be what you want for your life right but I think once we figured that out we were able to be like okay now next goal and or if you just want to stay here I mean it's up to you like it can be whatever you want it to be like you don't have to fall into the hustle culture per se in the sense of I gotta build this but if you want it to build it to a full-time you can right? right there's lots of options there's so many options but yeah going back to like your early success I just I do feel like it was just going all in and just doing what was asked and trusting the process, whether you did trust or not, you're just like, okay, I'm going to do it. And, and yeah, any advice to anyone like just starting out with an online business that is fearful of getting started, any advice for them to get clients right away? I think the biggest thing for me that I had to just keep telling myself is just keep showing up, keep being consistent with it and it'll work out because even though like, even though you say that I did this fast, like there were days, there were days and even weeks when I was like, what am I doing? Like, is this a bad idea? Should I just stop? Yeah. Is it worth it? I don't know. And I think that's normal. And I think too, like what's really helped me is just having you and everyone else in the group to bounce ideas off of each other and keep each other motivated because it is hard. And there are days when you're going to be like, I don't know what I'm even doing. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. so I think definitely just find yourself some people that can can help you stay accountable and motivate you and just keep showing up even when you're doubting yourself, because tomorrow you might have someone reach out to you who's interested. Yeah, it's such a roller coaster of a game, you know, having your own business in general. It's, it's not like just going to the clinic and having a set schedule. It's kind of, it's the biggest challenge on your mindset I think you'll ever have or, and also on your own personal growth. So yeah, I think it's important, like what she was sharing, like the things that are going through her head, those are all the things we have to combat really. That's going to be the biggest things in our business. And it might look like someone's like crushing it, but there's a lot going on on the other side of things, right? For sure. Yeah. <laughs> So, so you currently have seven clients currently, correct? Yep. How much of like your time does that take? What does that look like? I guess for anyone that's like working full time, maybe they are a new grad too. And they're like, always thought about doing this, but they're like, is it worth my time? Like for what I'm going to get, what does that look like for you? When are you scheduling? When are you doing your work for your business? Yeah. So typically, so for my full-time like PT job, I work four ten. So I work one day, Monday through Thursday. So usually I would say probably like Tuesday and Wednesday evenings from the time I get off work, I usually spend probably two ish hours an evening doing stuff, whether that's like making calls or reaching out to people or organizing things, whatever. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday is when I really kind of focus more on the business side of things but honestly it's really fluctuated sometimes I'll spend like all day Sunday and that's like all I do other days I'll just do a few hours each day it really is just depending on what we're doing in my real life like are we going camping okay well then I'm gonna hit it harder on the weekend or on the weekdays so the weekend's free but yeah it's manageable I mean What's nice about it, truthfully, is it is flexible. So say I have a busy night, then just don't do it that night. Like I don't put, I try not to, 
I, I don't want it to be like this big overlying cloud of stress, you know, to try yeah. to get my online business going. And so I'm pretty lenient with like, okay, you don't have time to do it Friday. Well, then Sunday, sit down and just knock it out for a while. Yeah, I think that's what's helpful is you can, or at least I'm hearing from you too, is you can do it whenever, right? You mm-hmm. really can. Uh, I was at a conference this past weekend talking with a running coach as well. And we were talking about how, like, I was asking her like when she does her run plans and it was like, Hey, just depends on what's going on in life. You know, it's not like every Friday at this time, you know, I do my plans. It's kind of like, it depends on what I have going on in my life, which is a positive and negative as long as it gets done. Right. Like, it right. Can be, yeah. it can be good to have that structure, but also that can make it kind of difficult sometimes. So I like that. And did you have, did you struggle at all to like get everything that needed to get done in your business when you started off, like staying structured and stuff or not really? You're like, I have a plan. I do it basically. I'm very much a person like I have a plan, I'll do it. But I do think the organizational aspect of it, especially at first, because it just takes you longer to figure things out, you know, to write a running plan, to write a strength plan. It just takes you longer at first. And so I think that was the difficult part about it. Like now I have it pretty well organized where I can like put something together in a relatively efficient manner. But no, I, I'm like a person that thrives off of lists and schedules. So that works fine for me. Right. So I was like, you knew what you needed done. You figured out the time that you could do it. Right. Anyways, how many clients do you think you can manage while working full time? Let's see. I'm at seven right now. I feel okay. Honestly, I bet like 10 to 12 would be my max. I might be able to do 15 depending on the person. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing too. Like some people are super easy. They don't, they like, don't really want a ton of help. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you have the other end of the spectrum. Right. And yep. so it really does depend on who the person is and like what they need from you. Yeah. So like 10 to 12 guys, that's at least 2k, if not more, you know, it's 2k to 2,500 at least. And she said even up to 15. So that'd be up to 3k. We're considering I'm just making it even at like a 200 run plan a piece. So that helps kind of give you an idea. And like, literally she's up to seven clients in three months. Like, and me and Shelby have had this conversation. I'm like, you could, I mean, if you wanted to, you, I mean, knowing your work ethic and stuff, you probably could be to, if you wanted like 20, you know, it's all what you want, what you can manage emotionally, all that. But just to give an idea of what is possible, and then also on the other spectrum, like me and Shelby have talked and I you know, talk about this with my clients. If it's what they want, I'm always about like, hey, I want this to feel good for you too. Is us as PTs, we can be doing so much more than just like just run coaching per se, right? I think about like we can have, you know, we'll call it a higher ticket package per se um, in the sense of how more can we help our runners outside of just writing run plans in a strength plan, right? We could be doing like a movement assessment and like giving them some, you know, some exercises that will help not hate saying injury prevention, whatever. I'm just going to put it out there because I did, but you know, help make them the healthiest as possible to decrease their injury as best as possible. And we can look at their gait. We can do like personal training sessions with them. I think that's huge. A lot of runners don't know how to move, right? Like they don't know how to squat, deadlift, you know, like that's something we can help them with, but I feel like we want to hold back and stay. This is a post I did yesterday. So if I'm going on a rant, I probably totally am, you know, like stay at this like 130 run coaching. Like, no, we can do so much more. Like we can totally offer that too. Like, yes, I'm all for if you want to have like lower ticket stuff too, but just think outside the box. What I'm trying to say of how we can actually help the runners and what they really need and what our skills as PTs can help even more than just like a normal run coach say, I just truly believe it. And being a runner that's been injured, I know we can do a lot more and we have a lot of needs that can be met, I guess, than the PTs and coaches can meet. So yeah. Anyways, I went on a rant there. Sorry guys, stealing the show here is my own show, but that's okay. Oh man. I love talking with you, Shelby. I love, it's always funny, like different. I'm totally talking out loud. Gosh, guys. Okay. I need to stop. I love it. <laughs> 
saw our conversation because how like different uh people bring different personalities out from you and I always love chatting with you we have a very fun vibe going on yeah we always just laugh I feel like we laugh half the time and then we're like oh shoot we should probably (laughs) back to being serious for a second Good stuff. Well, anything else on like run coach, any other advice you have anything I didn't hit on? I think that's good. I hope, I don't know. I just hope this helps anyone that's especially, I mean, if you're a student, even like if you're just know that there's, I mean, I always think of this. I'm like, Kristen, I could have like paid off my loans. If I, if I knew about this, I totally like shoot. Like I was making like 2k a month online, like pay off that student loan. I was working on like in-person job anyway. Like I just feel like there's a lot of opportunities out there. (laughs) For sure. Yeah. I think one other thing, Kristen, we've talked about it before. I was so on the edge for so long about doing it and about just jumping in and starting this run coaching business. And I think I was just, I don't know, scared or didn't believe that it would, I could do it or whatever. And, but I just always came back to it. Like it kept coming up in my mind, like I should do it. I really want to do it. And so I guess any advice that I would give to someone, if it's something that you've thought about doing or you think you would enjoy it, just do it. Right. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Like, no. okay, it doesn't work. And then what? Right. At least you know you tried. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's just so true for anything in life. Like if it keeps coming back, you keep thinking about it. Like at least when I've learned and I've learned the hard way too, like go for it. Gosh, dang it. Like, because exactly if the worst case, it doesn't work, but it's usually not even like that doesn't work. You usually find out, oh, this is actually what I want to do. What I learned is like, oh, I really love being in person. I don't want to be online. Okay. That thought is out of my mind now. Or like whatever the issue might be, like there's a reason it keeps coming up in your mind. And until you close that loop, it's probably going to stay there. So for sure. So that's what I got to tell everyone. You I love just it. Do it. Go for I love it. it. Yeah. Shelby and I had chatted like February, 2020, I think. And then she didn't start until I think originally, right? Like it was, or even yeah. more, it was like during the pandemic. And then mm-hmm. you didn't start officially until this Fe- February, 2021. Yeah. So it was like a year. Yeah. But I think timing's always right, but for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Anything else on the clinician side? I think we hit that pretty good. Not that I can think of. Cool. So let's just go into this. Why not? What would be, let's do two. I'm going to start doing two. What would be your breaking, (laughs) breaking five moment in running? Is there a goal that you have had in the past or currently have, maybe it's this marathon that you've really wanted to break or seem kind of maybe not possible and that you either did or you fell short either way. What would be your breaking five moment in running? Then we'll do a business one too. Okay. So we're just going to do this marathon coming up because I don't know what else I really want to qualify for Boston on my first marathon and I'm not sure why but I have literally always said that was my plan I'm gonna run a marathon qualify for Boston (laughs) run Boston and then never run again oh my gosh you're my person (laughs) (laughs) so we'll see how that goes so that's my goal I want to I want to qualify for Boston I think it's totally possible unless you bonk, unless you have nutrition issues or whatever, like on any good day, I feel like that's a piece of cake for you for sure. But not that that's it's not what hard. people tell me, but also- I know better not get in your head. Okay. What do you <laughs> it's mean? It's like right 26 now? miles. Kristen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's very far. What do you do better? If I say, I don't think you can do it. Or you can do better if you're like, yeah, you got it. What's going to make more? We're going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> that's my motto. Yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Like anything in life. No, I like it. I know. I don't. I probably told you, but I had the same like goal. Basically, like I was like, I'm doing one marathon. I'm gonna qualify for Boston and be done. Granted, I didn't like. Anyways, 
I did qualify, but not by enough to actually go run. <laughs> but I also didn't train for this marathon. It was like literally, I signed up like a few days beforehand, but that's my fun marathon story. But I need to do one again to actually go. And you can come do it with, oh, you're not running. <laughs> I could get healthy in time. <laughs> my coach, September. Can, can I run a marathon in under 330s? So I mean, like 325, six in September. That sounds like, okay, I like goals like this that are like, oh, you sh- shouldn't do that and you should be able to do it, but it's not healthy either. <laughs> Coming off this injury, probably not a good idea. It's probably not healthy. <laughs> we're maybe run coaches, guys, but we're, we're also runners <laughs> and athletes. <laughs> maybe you could run like the 10K. I could, but that's not going to qualify me for Boston. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. <laughs> We'll come up with a plan. Okay. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> to be continued. We'll let you guys know. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. I love it. We'll stay tuned to see if you have your breaking five moment. You will. Totally will. Uh, what is your breaking five moment in business so far? And you, you're new one that it. I've already. Yeah. Maybe one that you've had or, or it can be a goal that you have in the future. Well, I think we already kind of talked about it is just yeah. be, being able to pay off my student loans. And, and I always thought too, like when I started this, like, okay, well, maybe I can make enough to like pay half my student loans. Like my big goal was like make enough to pay off student loans. But I don't know. I feel like when, whenever you start something like this, you don't truly believe it's possible. So then yeah. it's kind of like in running when you make like A, B, and C goals. Yep, 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 <laughs> like yep, A yep. goal, pay off student loans. Anything, anything. Like even if I was only making $200 a month, like that's still $200 that I can put right. towards my student loans. Right, right. That, that I don't have to take from my normal paycheck. Yeah. So- yeah. I love it. And I don't think you mind. How much is your student loans? $1,200. Yeah. So anyone listening to mine. Yay. PT school. Yeah. For anyone that's like not in PT school, like you're like, oh yeah, student loans like $300. Like, no, this is like freaking. Oh, oh it's like, hey, more it's than like I could have a pretty nice house with my student loan. Baby. Yeah. Gosh, we would all be living the life without our student loans, but it's all right. It's okay. By the time I'm hopefully actually, so this can be my new goal. Here we go. So I always used to say like, okay, I just have to make it to 35. By the time I'm 35, I should have all my student loans paid off. <laughs> so maybe I should make a new goal, like have my student loans paid off through run coaching by like, I don't know what age, 30. There you go. You can make it. I like it. Okay. That might, if that, is that going to keep you motivated? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to write this on my mirror. Okay. I like it. Student loans paid off by 30. Well, I failed that test. We are not making that. We might need to do 40. I'm 31. So um, <laughs> student loans are not paid off yet. 40. You have nine years. That's too long. That's not a good goal. <laughs> okay. By 35, 35. That should be easy. Okay. Deal. We each have four years. I'm actually progressing in business. Like by 35, I should. Um, yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Anyone else wants to join us in our challenge? Don't mind our rants. For like, <laughs> you can join us too. <laughs> so, all right. We got Shelby's breaking five moments in business, in running. I love it. Shelby, where can anyone listening find you at? Where would be best places to find you at? So I am on Instagram at shell.b.running. <laughs> and then I'm on Facebook just as Shelby Fruity. So those are the best places to find me. I also have a Facebook group called Marathoners and Half Marathoners Unite. So you can go ahead and join that too. Yes. If you're a half marathon or marathoner, join the group. 
find her on Facebook or Instagram. Shelby, thank you for coming on today. I know it's gonna be so helpful for the runners out there, but also for the clinicians, especially any like new grad, anyone new to online business thinking about it. I am just, as I've said, so inspired by your story. You're you know, a super hard worker and I'm excited to see what's next for you, whatever it might be, wherever your path leads you, right? You're just going for it. So, yeah. all right, guys, we will catch you on the next episode of Breaking Five. Until then, go run your life. And I hope you guys all have a great day. Bye, guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a breaking five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally breaking five, just a breaking five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their breaking five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.